Hey, Seattle hockey fans, we have an exciting show for you. Of course, we're going to talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're going to talk about the WHL playoffs and the Seattle Thunderbirds. We got to talk about more about Chris Drieger and what this could potentially mean. I know we alluded to it, but we're going to go to the amazing Ryan S. Clark, get his thoughts. And then we might not be contending for a title, but I tell you what, you should be proud to be a Seattle Kraken hockey fan. And I'm going to share all of that on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Eric Lindsay Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken, your only daily podcast covering the Seattle Kraken. And um, I'm really excited for this show. There are some really amazing things that we're going to get to talk about on this show. But as promised, we do want to talk about the hockey that's happening right now. Happy hump day. It's Wednesday, uh, July, June. Hello. It's June 8th, not July yet, uh, but we're marching close to July, which of course is the NHL draft. And we'll be talking about that for sure. But um, we started the show yesterday talking about Chris Drieger. I want to start today's show also talking about Chris Drieger because this is a Seattle Kraken podcast and this is Seattle Kraken news. We're going to sandwich the news today that is directly related to the Seattle Kraken. So we talked about it yesterday, seven to nine months without Chris Drieger. That's what the Seattle Kraken is facing. They announced yesterday that he had successful surgery earlier this week to repair an ACL tear that he suffered whilst playing for hockey uh, Canada in the IIHF World Championships. Um, I am a big fan of Ryan S. Clark. He was one of the many uh, beat writers that I got to meet at the expansion draft and then, of course, at training camp and preseason, hoping to do that trip again. Um, so there will definitely be some Seattle Storm overlap. I'm hoping there'll be some OL Rain overlap, and then we'll get – a good dose, a good healthy dose of training camp that's in the works more obviously to come on that. But I want to take you over to what Ryan Soto Clark was talking about. Um, and so we talked about this yesterday, goaltending. I'm paraphrasing his article up at the athletic. You can check the show notes if you want to read that for yourself, but Talked about it yesterday. We knew that goaltending was going to be an issue. I kind of ranted about a little bit of this at the end of yesterday's show um, and even talked a little bit about some of the calls to cut ties with Dave Haxtell. Even got in an AI Allen Iverson reference. Check that out from yesterday's show. But um, Ryan S. Clark writes, goaltending was always going to be an area of concentration for the Kraken during the offseason. Off season. Um, and then he goes on to say that uh, Francis, 
Ron Francis, general manager, and Kraken coach Dave Haxtell announced at their end-of-season availability the team was moving on from goaltending coach Andrew Allen. So we talked about that already. We knew goaltending was going to be an issue. Thanks to the Instagram account Kraken Season, we've been talking about grades. And yeah, I think it's fair that the goaltenders have gotten some of the lowest grades. Obviously, these are fan grades, but the performance was not what we wanted it. Obviously, um, upper management knows that. That's why they made a coaching change or will be making a coaching change at the goaltender position. Now, here is something that I liked um, in um, in Ryan's article because he essentially hits on what I've been talking about a lot on this show. Um Initially, the discussion was slated to be more about how the Kraken were going to fix the problems that led to a disconnect between their defensive structure and their goaltending. So, and then he alludes to that's why Andrew Allen got axed or his contract was not renewed. I love that. The, um, the de- de- defensive, the disconnect between the defensive structure and their goaltending. I think that is a perfect way to put what I've been essentially talking about for months. For months, I couldn't figure out what the heck was going on with the Seattle Kraken, with the Seattle Kraken goaltenders, because we know Philip Grubauer can have a good outing. We know Chris Drieger has good outings, but it just looked a hot mess. And yes, I've been talking about defense and how it's been looking a hot mess for months for months. So it's unfortunate. It always comes down to the goaltender. I think we talked about this on an episode too, right? The goaltender or uh, is akin to like a pitcher. Almost everything is the pitcher's problem or everyone's focused on the pitcher or if you want to say the catcher in baseball. I understand that. I think there's a good reason for it, obviously, statistically speaking. But with the Seattle Kraken, it's always felt to me like it was this disconnect between the defensive structure and the goaltending. Philip Grubauer, I I don't think he, he will ever say it publicly, but he was uncomfortable for a majority of the season. For a majority of the season. I, I mean, I'm losing track of how many times I've said that before because I feel like I had to talk about it all the time. I, I went on a little mini rant there. I didn't mean to, but that's how I feel. And you already know this. If you're a longtime listener to the show, thank you so much for making Locked on Kraken one of your uh, first listens of the day. So anyway, if you want to learn more about what this means, what this means for Joey Decord, we just gave you his exit interview. Um, I was hoping to get back to the Charlotte checkers exit interviews, but I want to wait till we close out what's happening with the Thunderbirds. Um, really interesting exit interview by Connor Carrick. And I mentioned Connor Carrick because he and Joey Decord, different situations, but kind of like similar vibe. What's, what's it going to look like Joey Decord, you know, and the waiver situation, we have an opportunity to have Joey Decord bump up. We actually also have um, uh, Bebo, uh, although he's unrestricted. Uh, we have Joey Decord under contract. Bebo unrestricted right now. Um, but even with those guys, it has felt like a disconnect. It has felt like an incomplete goalie 
tandem situation. I mean, it's more than a tandem, but like our goalie core just seems out of sorts. So yeah, getting rid of the goaltending coach, not surprising there. Anyway, I thought Ryan S. Clark did a fantastic job here. Lots of things to consider, including, of course, the uh, $22.8 million available right now for the Seattle Kraken in cap space. Um, but, you know, there's so many needs. There are so many needs for the Seattle Kraken team. And for a team that we thought was building an identity in that first season, I now wonder have we figured it out again? If I, I ranted about this at the end of yesterday's show, but you know, what do we have to show for all of this work that we are putting in for team identity? I think there are blips and glimpses there. Yanni Gord, we talked about, I think Maddie Beneers, I've been talking about this for, Oh, how long now? I just felt like Maddie Beneers is the prototype of what the Seattle Kraken want their players to be, but that's two players. That's two players. I mean, I mentioned it as we we're going through the Kraken season. Again, that Instagram um, account, I mentioned that some disappointment when it came to uh, Brandon Tanev, uh, when it came to Everly, what he was able to do. Schwartzy obviously got hurt. So, you know, Geeky, oh, you guys drilled Geeky so bad <laughs> on some of those reports. But, um, all that to say, there's a lot of work that the Seattle Kraken need to do. I don't know that this situation now with Drieger really makes anything any more clear. If anything, it's filling holes as opposed to laying the foundation. And that's that's not where I want the Seattle Kraken to be, especially because we know that they have a lot of opportunity with um, – with all of the picks that they have. So ah, ah, we have some time to talk about this and we're going to need to, because there is a lot going on with the Seattle Kraken. Um, and we're going to talk about it. I mentioned we're going to sandwich Seattle Kraken proper news uh, because we're not going to stay doom and gloom. We have some amazing things to talk about. I'm going to take you to another article from the athletic and that will parlay into some news that I caught wind of on social media. I might have alluded to it on Monday's show, probably did, but um, we're going to go back to the archives to some of the amazing videos that the Seattle Kraken has been able to put together because it's award season and people are taking notice of what's happening in the Pacific Northwest. So that's what's coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. Right now, though, let me tell you about rockauto.com with the ever-increasing well, gas prices. Also, there's an ever-increasing number of makes and models. You need to make sure your, get your uh, car and your vehicle is in good shape so that you can make your gas last as long as possible. And so the way to do that is to make sure that you have all your parts running and humming or not the way they're supposed to. RockAuto.com helps you do that from the comfort of your home with their online catalog. They've been serving auto parts customers for over 20 years. It's a family-owned business. And why pay 30%, 50%, even 100% more for pieces that you or uh, parts that you need for your make and the model of your vehicle? Why would you do that paying more at a brick and mortar when you can do everything conveniently right from the website, from your mobile device, your tablet, and of course your desktop? 
I tell you what, you wouldn't. So save time and money when using rockauto.com. You can head to the website right now and see all the parts that are available for your car, for your truck, whatever you're driving these days, and make sure that you type locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they, they know we sent you. That's my AC going on. Apologies for that. Um, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, we're back for the second stanza. Also turned off the AC. Sorry about that noise. It's a clunker for sure. Anyway, um, okay, we're going to move on with the show. We're going to talk about playoff hockey. Let's start with Seattle. The Thunderbirds dropped a game at home. First of all, let's start with the good news. Sold out crowd. Saw nothing but good things happening. Lots of exciting Seattle hockey fans on the social meets, as I like to say. Love that for Seattle. Absolutely love that for Seattle. I was listening to the post-game interviews, heard some familiar uh, voices. It, you know, it's pretty interesting when I can pick out Darren and Andy. And if they weren't there, then that's embarrassing. But I'm pretty sure that they were covering the game. Um, so I love that. Follow your local reporters, everyone. Got some amazing ones. Um, and again, we're going to get to a little bit of that later in the show. Anyway, the Thunderbirds drop game three for nothing. Again, a slow start for both teams. No score through the first 20 minutes. Then it's the Oil Kings that score in the second and the third. Um, 0 for 3 on the power play went Seattle. Tale as old as time? Question mark when you're playing Hockey in Seattle? Who knows? Uh, okay, shots were in favor of the Oil Kings, 37 to 21. Um, and so I loved this quote uh, from one of the guys, from one of the players from the uh, <laughs> from one of the uh, Thunderbirds. He talked about the physicality. He's talking about the physicality of the game. And he said, every hit we get on them is an investment. Ooh. Ooh, that's kind of spicy. I like that. But really talking about wanting to put their stamp on the game. The Seattle Thunderbirds now are down 2-1 to one in the series and are going to need to get some things going. There was also some pregame interviews. If you're not already, check out the WHL YouTube page. You can find all of that on there. I'll leave the link in the show notes for you. But um, they've been asked a lot about the Kamloops series. Having to come from behind there, they know that they can do it. It's just a matter of what they can do game by game, shift by shift, really, to impact the game so that they're putting themselves in a position to even be able to win a game. Um, again, the guys talked a lot about the sold-out crowd. Connor Roulette is the player that uh, – spoke before tonight's game because game four is tonight um says he can't dwell on uh on those games too much they're in the past gotta move on fresh slate fresh start tonight 
on a back-to-back, and this will be the last game of the series in Seattle. So they want to make good on it, want to make that crowd, utilize that crowd to their advantage. Now, the series won't end tonight, but it certainly can be impacted, and we'll see how far we go in the series. Um, also heard Connor Roulette talking about talking about Roulette, uh, talking about needing to get the Oil Kings moving. Obviously, their goaltending blanked the Thunderbirds, the T-Birds. So getting the defense and getting the goaltending moving is important. Also mentioned, Connor mentioned, it's a best of seven series for a reason. So again, that game is tonight, 7.05 p.m. Pacific time. You can find it on WHL Live. Also can find it on TSN 3. TSN one, two, three. Now cracking community iceplex has been doing watch parties. So I'd imagine they're still doing that. That's what's going on there. Let's talk about the, uh, the big boys. And, um, I'm going to take you over to another team that unfortunately, uh, lost their most recent playoff game. And that's the one and only New York Rangers. So I'm going to take you over to John chick and he's going to talk to you about the tied series between the new uh, New Jersey what the New York Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Hey, what's going on, hockey fans? It's John Chuck Locked on New York Rangers. The Rangers coming up short in game four in Tampa Bay, falling by a final score of four to one. The series now tied at two games apiece as the home team has won all four games in this series. And really, just not a good night for the New York Rangers. They just uh, didn't really match the desperation that was shown by the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think. When you watch this game, it was very, very easy to tell which team was down two games to one in the series and which team really, really needed to win this game. You know, Tampa Bay was, uh, they won all the 50-50 pucks. They were strong on the boards. And the Rangers just really couldn't get anything going the entire night. And the one thing that's kind of concerning about this game for me is it sort of reminds me a little bit of the games that the Rangers have played against the Islanders, uh, you know, last year and the season before that. When the Rangers would play the Islanders, Islanders very strong defensive team, very defensively responsible team, and the Rangers just had a difficult time getting anything going. We kind of saw an example of that uh, in this game here tonight with Tampa, uh, you know, basically just kind of clogging up the neutral zone, not allowing the Rangers a single odd man rush the entire night, just making scoring opportunities very, very difficult to come by. And, you know, for Andre Vasilevsky, he had a very nice game, but he wasn't even really that big of a factor because the Rangers just could not crack the code of this Tampa Bay defense could not create any scoring opportunities. So that's pretty much the long and short of it. Uh, tied 2-2, still feeling good because we're going back to Madison Square Garden where the Rangers have obviously been excellent this postseason. Nobody ever said it was going to be easy, especially against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about this on the next episode of Lockdown New York Rangers. Do not miss it. All right, there you go. Do not miss the very next episode of Locked on New York Rangers. The New York Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning are obviously, um, maybe not obviously if you're not listening to the show, but uh, they are the only two teams currently playing as Colorado, as I like to say, Colorado Avalanche, are waiting on the winner of the Eastern Conference Series. Uh, So this game five is going to be Thursday, Madison Square Garden. We heard what the record is. It's been home ice, baby. So we'll see. The best of series tied at two. The Rangers feel good because they do have home ice advantage. We just heard John talk again about that home ice advantage and how it's been playing out in this particular series. So here is your schedule. Again, this is the only series that we have. So tomorrow 
we'll talk a little bit more about Tampa Bay and uh, the New York Rangers, and then we'll probably talk about them again on Saturday and then again on Tuesday. So we're going to go back and forth here if we go the distance. I heard there might be a uh, Justin Bieber uh, concert that oh, where there's a conflict. All I have to say about that is I'm very glad that my Heim concert was not impacted by the New York Rangers and their run and quest for the Stanley Cup final. Um, we have the exciting part of the show. I'm so proud to know some of the people that are affiliated with the Seattle Kraken organization for sure. And I hope that you know by now that I'm extremely proud of the work that people who just want to keep fans updated with the Seattle Kraken. I mean, I've talked about Kraken season, obviously talked about Ryan S. Clark. Unfortunately, Marissa and Jemmy no longer writing for the Seattle Kraken, but we've had her on the show. We've had Allison Lucan on the show. We've had Everett, the voice Everett Fitzhugh on the show. Congrats to him and his wife as they brought their first uh, child into the world recently. Always nice to see families growing. Felicidades, blessings, goodwill, all of those things. There have been a few uh, Kraken fan ba- Kraken fan babies. Anyway, additions to the Kraken family. <laughs> Why am I so awkward? But you love me. It's fine. Um, I'm really proud. I'm really proud of all the work that everyone's doing. It makes me want to up my game and make sure I'm bringing my best. So iron sharpens iron rising tide lifts all boats probably a better saying for the seattle kraken right but we're going to talk a little bit more about that and um again some people that we've had on this very show are now emmy award winning content creators journalists broadcasters and i'm just tickled blue tickled ocean blue if you will (laughs) that was terrible um I'm just proud to know you. I'm proud that uh, we have a fan base here of amazing people and content creators and all that stuff. So coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we're going to talk about that. But I want to remind you that because I'm also proud to be a part of the Locked on Network, that we have a survey going around. And if you fill out the survey, you have the the opportunity to win one of 10 $100 gift cards to Ticketmaster. This is... um, LockedOnPodcast.com backslash survey. It's an opportunity for you to tell us what's working on the network, what's not working on the network, and give us critical feedback that will help us make sure that we're delivering what you, the fans, want right here at Locked On Podcast. Right now, I'm going to tell you about Bet Online, which is your number one source for all your uh, betting stats and info. Uh, you can find the latest sports development news and odds, including, of course, the NHL Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and MMA, UFC, and boxing information. Uh, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information live betting, esports, and more. You can head to the website or use your mobile device right now to learn about the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. All right, folks. Um, Another thing that we're going to start up this week that will take us pretty much to the 
I almost said expansion draft. That's not a thing. Uh, well, it is a thing, but not for this coming season. Um, the entry draft. So I've talked about the number four picks. I've got a list of number four picks. We've got Kale McCarr still in the playoffs, of course. Um, Evander Kane was a number four pick, just got booted out of the playoffs. I've talked, of course, about our Adam Larson and Ron Francis. So I found this service that does this like random bracketing. So make sure you're following at Locked on Kraken because we're going to do head-to-heads of the number fours in an extremely unofficial best of number four. Um, Also, there was a period of time from like 99 to 05 where the number four pick just didn't really seem to work out. The Seattle Kraken cannot afford for the number four pick to not work out. So I'm hoping that um, we are following, again, the Makar, the Tuchuk, uh, the Byram. Uh, we're following, you know, Kachuk and Luke Hughes. We want, we want that kind of number four pick, okay? I'm not even going to mention some of these other names. You can do the research, but um, – yeah, we need a we need a good one, not a dud. Speaking of uh, a good one, I listen. I was following social media. I had a bachelorette party that kept me away at the back end of last week, um, but I was following social media and I follow Shannon Nyree Williams. We had her on the show. Was the voice of um the short that the Seattle Kraken had the whole damn show, the whole damn show. Oh my God. What a beautiful, like, can we just talk about it? Then I know I've played on the show also the fear, the deep segment. And that one I'm actually going to play now. Um, This is what debuted when I was writing at the time for NHL Seattle. They weren't the Seattle Kraken yet. And this is the spice with which um, the Seattle Kraken franchise was, was born. I still to this day, absolutely, (laughs) I absolutely love that. I think it's fantastic. Well, I will have you know that that is a Northwest Regional Emmy Award winner for short commercial style um, in the sports category. I want to make sure I'm getting the actual name right because I probably just, uh, okay, it's, um, 
Oh no, that's the other one. Because there, there are a few winners. We're just going to stick with that. We're going to stick with that. Um, short uh, commercial style. All right. Also a winner under branded content, long form sightseeing with fits, uh, particularly hockey in the Pacific Northwest. I loved that. Um, I loved that they went to, uh, what is it? Ebbets fields, right? Um, Ebbets field flannels and got the Seattle metropolitans. I got to get me one of those. You know, I'm a Mets fan. I want to get me some Seattle Metropolitans merch. I love that Fitzy got that on that particular. Um, it was just great. Went to Alaska, loved it. But that's not all. The Kraken uh, also won for whew, the whole damn show. Shannon Nyree Williams, an Emmy Award winner. So you've got Fitzy's been on our show, Emmy Award winner. You've got Shannon Nyree Williams, Oh, Emmy Award winner, been on our show. And then one of our very first guests was none other than Allison Lucan, who now is a part of an Emmy Award winning Seattle Kraken pregame uh, sports uh, show in the live category. And and um, the, the um, athletic just recently put out a poll here. And of course now I can't find it, but I'll put the link in the show notes for you. Um, they did a countdown of the best broadcast teams and the Seattle Kraken were tied for second. And Allison Lucan in particular was mentioned several times over by fans. Allison has been such a fierce advocate of me. She almost at times made me believe in myself more than I was ready to, which I absolutely love and why I absolutely love to see that she and the rest of the team is thriving. I have truly enjoyed the Root Sports team. Everyone's going to be a critic as someone who's in broadcast now. I'm critical of myself first and foremost, but everyone's going to be critical. But I just have so much fun. I say it all the time because it's true. I have so much fun <laughs> covering this team. And it's not always that. It's not always the case. This is not a team that performed well. This is a team that, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, is going to have some problems that they're going to have to figure out. But it has been an absolute joy from the moment that I went to the expansion draft. And Ryan S. Clark sought me out to meet me. Uh, Darren Brown and I talked about my Griffies, you know, my my Griffy shoes that I brought to the expansion draft and have just been so supportive. I mean, the the folks over at Emerald City Hockey, I know I've mentioned them before. Kraken season, I don't know exactly who's behind that, but obviously I've been utilizing some of their work. It's a special, it's a special team, folks. And um you know, the other side of the game impacts how we feel about the product on the ice. And that's not to say that I'm not going to be critical. I just did a whole rant on Dave Haxtell and practice. How do, you, how do you have that much practice and not have anything to show for it? We're going to keep it real, but we got to keep it real when it's good, too. And we've had some amazing, some amazing uh content that has come from the Seattle team. So we're going to hold fast. We're going to stay true. And I'm going to close out the show. So before you see this, the end credits in the show notes, I want you to hear Shannon. 
I want you to hear the whole damn show. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Emmy award winning long form hit uh, for the Pacific Northwest Sports Emmys. Congratulations. Hold fast. Stay true because we're going to get another year of amazing work like this. I'm your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Kraken. Now go over and listen to Locked on NHL, covering the playoffs like no other outlet. Uh, Again, the broadcast list I'll put in the show notes. It's also up at Locked on Kraken. Make sure you're following Locked on Kraken if you're not already. And here is the voice of guest of Locked on Kraken, Sharon Shannon, excuse me, Nairi Williams uh, for the Emmy award-winning hit, The Whole Damn Show. What does it mean to be a Seattleite? It's hope rooted in the ground we walk, pushing forward with our eyes on the horizon, knowing where we came from and where we aspire to be. It's innovation and growth building on each other's ideas until they soar. If one of us is good, then all of us are great. We take pride in who we are, realizing that when we bring our true selves to the table, we can transform the world. Each person, a collective droplet in the tides of change. We remember the heritage of our city and the journey of our ancestors, honoring the heroes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You see, being a Seattleite isn't just a title, but a way of living. It's a delicate yet brilliant fusion of hustle and heart that sets us apart. Now, 30 names will be summoned to represent all of Seattle and its people. Some call it a draft. We call it destiny. The fates aligning the crest on the front with the name on the back. And with them come the eyes and ears of the hockey world. So Seattle, let's show them who we are. We aren't just a stop on the schedule, we're the whole damn show. When the spotlight comes to us, we'll show them exactly what the Emerald City's made of. Each and every one of us, from the east and to the west. The mountains to the water, we're home to the best and loudest fans sports has to offer. Every Seattle, a voice in our sound, so let them hear us. The stage is set. Your city. Your team. Seattle. It's time. Chills every time. It's Sharon Nairi Williams. Apologies, Sharon, for botching your name a few times. Blame it on my head and not my heart. Hold fast. Stay true. Let's go cracking. And I'll see you tomorrow.